cities than Sai, here are the stories making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. No decision yet in the Philippine House of Representatives on the franchise application of embattled media giant ABS-CBN. House Franchise Panel Chairman Franz Alvarez maintains his committee has yet to schedule a vote on the company's bid to secure another license to operate. That statement comes after the Manila Times published an article claiming majority of lawmakers are likely to vote against the future of ABS-CBN's broadcast operations. Mr. Alvarez says the chamber will resume proceedings on the matter Thursday and hear the summations of Deputy Speaker Rodante Marcoleta and a franchise bill author, Congressman Rufus Rodriguez. The House leadership has said President Duterte remains neutral on the issue. The Philippines' Senate president insists the government should not interfere in a news company's editorial content. Mr. Vicente Sota III says the government should only criticize a company for its wrongdoings, but it should not meddle in the affairs of a private business. The statement comes days after House members zeroed in on ABS-CBN's reportage during the chamber's 12th hearing on the network's franchise renewal bid. That hearing lasted nearly 12 hours. Senator Nancy Binay, for her part, tells lawmakers to set aside personal biases. She adds, freedom and access to information are the bigger pictures that must be taken into consideration when deciding on ABS-CBN's franchise bid. A London-based think tank warns ABS-CBN's forceful termination will weigh on the Philippine government's ability to lure foreign investors. Fitch Solutions describes ABS-CBN's closure as a highly politicized decision that is clearly linked to President Duterte's opposition toward ABS-CBN. Its research says that Duterte administration's apparent ability to influence the country's telco regulator makes the Philippine telco landscape difficult for both new and existing players. The Philippine government, however, downplays Fitch Solutions' report. The fact that ABS-CBN does not have its franchise is not an administration issue. Uh, franchises are not provided by the administration. They are provided by the Congress. So uh, that, uh, that issue is uh, strictly with them. Secondly, we have not seen uh, any direct result of uh, a slowdown in investment because of the ABS-CBN issue. Uh, we have seen a slowdown, yes, but that is essentially because uh, of the COVID uh, pandemic. Recently, we raised two and a 2.35 billion US dollars uh, in our bonds. That is an investment in the Philippines. And that happened during this uh, issue with uh, ABS-CBN. So I think our uh, uh, bondholders, uh, to the extent of $2.35 billion, uh, are very confident in the Philippine economy. The National Telecommunications Commission ordered a halt on ABS-CBN's free TV and radio broadcasts in May following the expiration of its legislative franchise. It later issued separate closure orders to block ABS-CBN's digital broadcast operations. 
ACJO Shopping Corporation, a joint venture between ABS-CBN and CJENM Company Limited, which has or which has offered TV shopping convenience to Filipinos through its O Shopping channel, will stop operations before the end of the year. ABS-CBN cites challenges in the past two years and financial losses for the looming halt. It adds CJENM has also decided to move its business out of Southeast Asia completely. ABS-CBN says as a result, retrenchments are forthcoming beginning August. The company says it will issue further announcements on the selling of goods on air and online. But the network adds it will continue to serve customers despite reduced manpower in the next few months. In other news, President Duterte's former government corporate counsel files the fifth petition challenging the anti-terror law's constitutionality before the Supreme Court. Mr. Rudolph Philip Hurado wants the High Court to block the enforcement of the measure, which is expected to take effect by the end of the month. He says the House fast-tracked the bill's passage by skirting the rules and enroaching judicial functions. The latest legal challenge against the measure comes after President Duterte addressed the nation for the first time since the bill's passage. Pasabugin mo yung public uh, utilities, pasabugin mo yung, well, just to derail para matumba na tuloy ang bayan. Wala-wala mangyari na masama. Wala namang problema. Pero once you blow up simbahan, blow up mo yung marketplace, Sino bang? So, the right, the right to defend itself accrues to the government heavily. If you do that to the people, if you kill them wantonly, then I will take it as a right to kill you. The Anti-Terrorism Act of 2020 allows warrantless arrests and the detention of terror suspects for up to 24 days without charges. It also authorizes a government anti-terrorism council to designate anyone or any group as suspected terrorists. Overseas, Beijing opens a national security office in Hong Kong just over a week after it imposed a widely condemned tough new law on its semi-autonomous city. Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam joined officials from the Chinese Communist Party in the inauguration. Security was tight at the ceremony, during which the Chinese flag was raised outside the office. The establishment will oversee the Hong Kong government's enforcement of the security legislation imposed by Beijing. That law, which took effect on June 30th, punishes acts of secession, subversion, terrorism and collusion with foreign forces with up to life in prison. Critics view the measure as a further deterioration of freedoms promised to Hong Kong. The nine policemen allegedly involved in the killing of four soldiers in southern Philippines have been brought to Camp Krame in Quezon City. The spokesman of the National Police says the group will remain under restrictive custody and will be made available to the National Bureau of Investigation as it looks into the incident. Police Chief Archie Gamboa earlier said the transfer seeks to ease tensions between the police and the military in the province. 
Last week's incident saw the policemen in Holosulu firing at the SUV carrying four military intelligence officers. The National Police has backtracked on calling the killing a misencounter. Six cadets and officials of the Philippine Military Academy face arrest in connection with the fatal hazing of Cadet 4th Class Darwin Dormitorio. No bail was set by the Baguio City Regional Trial Court for the temporary release of PMA 3rd Class Cadets Shalimar Imperial, Felix Lumbag Jr., and Cadet Julius Carlo Tadena for murder. But the court set at 200,000 pesos the bail for PMA Station Hospital officials Captain Flor Apple Apostol, Major Maria Ofelia Belloy, and Lieutenant Colonel Cesar Candelaria. 20-year-old Dormitorio died inside a PMA barracks last year after experiencing beatings. He was confined at the hospital twice and was found to have bruises on his stomach consistent with hazing. The mayor of Metro Manila's biggest city tests positive for COVID-19. Quezon City Mayor Joy Belmonte confirms she has been diagnosed with the disease but says she is not experiencing symptoms. She adds authorities have already started contact tracing procedures. As a precautionary measure, the mayor's office and the common areas of City Hall will be temporarily closed for disinfection. Quezon City has reported more than 3,000 COVID-19 cases. Over 500 new infections were reported in the last 14 days. Nationwide, the number of cases stand at 47,000. 34,000 of those are active cases. The World Health Organization not ruling out the possibility, the possibility rather, of airborne transmission of the new coronavirus. The international body acknowledges there is emerging evidence that the coronavirus can spread in the air. The statement comes as hundreds of experts from 32 countries outline evidence that the virus lingers in the air indoors. They have urged the WHO to revise its recommendations about COVID-19. The new coronavirus spreads primarily through small droplets expelled from the nose and mouth of an infected person that quickly sink to the ground. The U.S. will leave the World Health Organization on July 6, 2021, after more than 70 years of membership. The Geneva-based agency was formally notified Tuesday of the decision made by U.S. President Trump over a month ago. Trump had accused the WHO of being a puppet of China amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Back in April, Washington also halted funding for the agency. The withdrawal comes as the COVID-19 outbreak in the U.S. continues to worsen. More states have reported record spikes in new cases, with Florida, the third most populous state, now running out of beds in intensive care units. COVID-19 cases in the U.S. are now nearing 3 million, while fatalities have surpassed 131,000. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro tests positive for COVID-19 after months of playing down the severity of the pandemic. Bolsonaro gave the news at his official residence, with reporters standing just inches away from him, adding to criticism of his cavalier approach to the outbreak in Brazil, the second worst next to the U.S., even as he announced his infection, Bolsonaro dismissed the dangers of the virus. Bolsonaro also said he was taking hydroxychloroquine, an anti-malarial drug with unproven effectiveness against COVID-19. The Brazilian leader repeated his claim the risks of the disease were exaggerated and most Brazilians need not worry, even as the country's death toll has now reached 65,000. 
And back here at home, Filipino journalist Howie Severino apprehended by law enforcers in Quezon City for briefly pulling down his face mask to drink water after riding his bike. In a Facebook post, Severino explained he and his companions were all wearing masks and maintained at least four feet of distance between them as they stopped by a store to buy drinks. But three vehicles of law enforcers arrived as he finished his drink and told him that he was talking without his mask covering his mouth. The Filipino journalist was then brought to a stadium and was among hundreds who were given a seminar on the proper use of face masks in public. Severino, who is a COVID-19 survivor, said he was glad that the local government is taking action but noted that the enforcement was a bit draconian. And those were the latest. I'm Denise Densai. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.